Hey everyone, it's Rob from Three Little Ladies Rabbitry. You're listening to show number three of the Rabbit Habit Podcast. We had a special guest today, a new co-host, Taylor of Three Little Ladies Rabbitry will join us. So kick back everyone and enjoy today's show. This is the Rabbit Habit Podcast, a podcast all about rabbit raising. We consistently deliver high-quality, family-friendly shows that are informative, inspirational, and entertaining. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm Rob. I'm Taylor. Coming to you from wonderful Thumb area of Michigan. Welcome to the Rabbit Heavy Podcast. This show covers all aspects of rabbit raising, news, tips and tricks, tools of the trade, interviews, events, and stories from around the world. Check out our website at www.3littleladiesrabbitry.com. For notes and great information, write us at our email address, info at 3 you can call us on the Rabbit Habit hotline and leave a voice message at 810-637-1537. With that, let's get on with the show. You guys are just coming back from the ARBA convention, which was where this year? Minneapolis. And uh, obviously you went there for the rabbit show. Did you guys do anything else while you were there? Yep, we went to um, Mall of America, Hell's Kitchen. There was a lot of great stores there. So what what was great about Mall of America? It was really big. There was only like three or four floors, but it was really easy to get lost on one floor. And how was Hell's Kitchen? Was it like the TV show or no? Uh, not at all, really. Um, the theme and everything, yeah, it was pretty much the same. Um, the music was in the other room, but they had really good food. And... There was no yelling chefs or anything like that? No. Okay, all right. So while you were there, you uh, you got to compete in some different things, and you came back with some awards. So what uh, what awards did you win? Um, I won fourth place for Duchess, and we won first place for Breed ID Team. So how does the whole team theme thing work? Um, pretty much we just sign in and we go in this room where there's curtains around and we pretty much just try to tell identification of each rabbit breed. Cool. And uh, then, so you won some awards and then Jessica also won an award. What Jessica won an award for? Overall achievement. Very nice. Okay, so now... That's not all you guys did. Obviously, you guys went there and you showed some of your rabbits, and your rabbits won some awards, too. And, and what did you get with your rabbits? Um, we won a lot of best of groups and um, best opposite sex groups, and yeah. Did really well with both your Jersey Woolies and your Holland Lops, right? So this was your third convention. What What is the thing that you like best about convention? Um... Probably just the new things, you know, everything's so big there and everything's so new and just, you know, having the adventure of going there. 
And what is there, like 20,000 rabbits or something like that? Yeah, there's lots. Yeah, so now you guys have a busy week this week. Um, t- tomorrow you guys have Project Linus, and why don't you tell us a little bit about Project Linus? Um, pretty much it's just going there, and we'll have lots of fleece, about two yards, and we're going to make some blankets for the children in the hospital. Um, we make close around 120 usually. Last year we made about 117, I believe. Very nice. And those get donated to local hospitals for children, right? Right. So we've been doing some work uh, also this weekend with uh, the MSRBA Rabbit Show. Um, I have to go out there Friday and set up, but then Saturday you are the youth secretary, and that's your first one, right? So that's going to be a lot of work, not necessarily so much the day of the show, but uh, definitely a lot of work after the show, entering all the results from the show. So uh, that'll be a fun time. And then uh, this week we also insulated our barn, so uh, which worked out fairly well, except one day it got kind of hot out there. Yeah. Um, it, it actually got, I think, up to 60 outside, and uh, we forgot to turn that heater off inside the barn, uh, and it got too hot in there. So worked good on a cool day. The thing I think that's really neat about it, though, that I didn't expect was that um, it's actually made the barn look a little bit lighter because everything is uh, white instead of brown, so uh, I kind of like that. So in an upcoming show, we're going to talk about some color genetics, which is something that a lot of people don't understand a lot about. So, And then uh, I was noticing that I went through some of my old uh, podcasts, and it was kind of funny because I noticed some mistakes in there. And One of them was I said that the Jersey Woolies were founded by Bonnie Smiley. It's actually Bonnie Seely. So just some funny things about that. So, All right, now it's time to do some shout-outs. So, Tay, why don't you take the first shout-out? I'm Timothy Chan, owner of True Love Rabbitry. And he's in. He's not in America. He's in uh, Malaysia, correct? Yeah. And what uh, what breeds does he race? Holland Lops. Um, now, he is in a contest. Um, is it called Digi Youth or something like that? Yeah. DigiYouth, and he is trying to win a trip to the ARBA convention. So you've been you've been voting in that, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, and he's a great guy, and you can uh, see his website at www.truelove, and it's truluvrabbitry.com. And uh, hopefully we'll see him at the next ARBA convention. And our next shout out, Chris and Willis Plank. And uh, Chris is, or Willis is the uh, vice president of the MSRBA. He's also a rabbit judge. Um, he is also a Kent feed representative, which is the feed that we use. Um, they raise three different breeds. What do they raise? Holland Lops, Champagne D'Argents, and Himalayans. And uh, they also raise some other things, too, like sheep, right? Right. <laughs> so they got done with the uh, ARBA convention, and then they were off to Kentucky for a rabbit show, so they've been very busy. Chris judged our 4-H show last year. And uh, what's their rabbitry name in the uh, website address? Plank Rabbitry at www.plankrabbitry.com. And you can see that on our show notes on our website uh, if you want to click on their links and see those. Now, we've got a couple uh, upcoming shows that uh, we want to mention to you. Uh, The first one is Rabbit Color Genetics. We're going to do a series on that and hopefully uh, give you some understanding of how the colors work within the rabbits. Then we're also hoping to do some interviews of some uh, famous rabbit breeders. 
Hey, uh, uh, pardon me for interrupting. You got, got, got mail. All right, now we've got some emails, and our first one, why don't you go ahead and read that first one. Um, Megan Gillen, I'm not saying, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but um, she had a rabbit-related question. The question is, hello, I have a six-year-old mini Rex buck and a nine-month-old satin doe. The buck acts really young because he was never neutered because I got him when he was four. Who should we get fixed? The doe also has a urinary infection. The buck's name is Fluffy. The doe is Jim. P.S. I am only 10. <laughs> That's a great uh, great question, and funny that she's only 10 and she's asking that question, so hopefully her mom and dad know about that. But um, she's asking a question, who should she get fixed, either the buck or the doe? Uh, the buck is six years old, so he's kind of a little bit old to be fixed. Uh, veterinarians usually like to fix uh, an animal uh, when they're a little bit younger than that. Um, the problem with bucks that aren't neutered or fixed uh, is that they they like to spray sometimes. Um, with a six-year-old buck, that's probably a, a situation that's gone away. Uh, with does, sometimes they like to get um, a little bit uh, aggressive inside of their cage. They're, they're possessive of it and territorial. Um, that's not always the case, but sometimes it can. So uh, my recommendation, Megan, would be that if you're going to get one of them fixed, that it would be the doe because she's a little bit younger. So, And we've got another email. Marvin Bells has a rabbit-related question. The question is, Doe will not accept Buck. Been trying for we three weeks every day. She will only sit on a wire. Yeah, and that's a problem that we've seen from time to time as well. And there's that uh, wives' tale that uh, breeding like rabbits is really easy, but the reality is sometimes it's not so easy. So you guys do uh, some different things uh, with rabbits. What do you do when you need to breed them? Um, partially helps a lot. Um... We table breed, which is pretty much lifting the dough, and sometimes we just leave them in the case for a little bit longer. Yeah, so we do a few different things. Uh, for example, we don't stick all of our bucks and does uh, together. We kind of intermingle them in the barn so that uh, they're a little bit more ready to breed. Um, taking them to a rabbit show will help. But Taylor brought up a good one, and that is table breeding, which is where we set the, uh, the buck and the doe on a table, and we'll actually slip our hand underneath the doe and then lift the lift the back side of the doe so that she's a little bit more receptive to the buck. And then, of course, she mentioned some things that you can feed, so hopefully that'll help you out. And then we've got one more. Linda has a related question. The question is, my Holland Lops have fermice. The vet gave me a shampoo. How do I get Ivomec? Can the vet refuse it to sell it to me? Well, Linda, that's a good question. Um, Ivamic actually is sold uh, over the counter at uh, farm supply stores. So if you go to something like a tractor supply, you'll find it there. We like to use um, the 1% uh, oral, which is for horses. And uh, what we do is we extract it from the container with uh, an injectable needle. However, we don't uh, we don't give it in an injection. We actually give it to them orally, or you can spray it on. Uh, vets could, I guess, refuse to uh, sell it to you, but again, you can get it... Uh, anywhere at uh, Tractor Supply or other farm supply stores. Alright, so now it's on to our main topic and we're going to talk about some things to help you with your your rabbit travels, uh, some tips. I know when we first started out breeding it was pretty chaotic on the morning of a show. And it stinks because you're up 
at like 4.30. So, and none of us like to get up at 4.30. So here are some things that, that we've done to kind of help us with that to make it a little bit easier. Uh, the first thing is I, I take a look at how much money we're going to spend and we decide how many rabbits we're going to take about a week in advance. And then Taylor, you and you and Jessica will probably take that week and you'll go through and decide which rabbits. And yeah. Then you, you groom them and anything else that you need to do. Um, Mom will typically help with the paperwork prior to the show. So we we have the comment cards already filled out. Now you can use programs like we have Breeders Assistant. Um, Evans will do the same thing. Uh, you can print out labels for your, your stuff if you need to. So we typically pack the rabbits the night before. Yeah. Um, and it depends on whether we put them in the car. It depends on weather. So if it's nice out and it's going to be okay for them to be in the car, we'll go ahead and put them in the car the night before. Uh, if it's too cold or too hot, we'll leave them in the barn uh, for that night and then just load them in the morning. Um, so those of you that don't have a barn, you can just leave them in the house. So, uh, And then we keep most of our grooming supplies in a little, is it like a Tupperware type box? Yeah. Um, it's got a little blue lid, and we keep that stuff in there, and uh, all we have to do is just grab that thing and, and load it into the car when we're ready to go. So, um, And then we try to get as much stuff in the car the night before, like chairs, that's a big one, uh, grooming table. Um, myself, personally, I go and I fill the car with gas the night before. Um, I'll pre-program my GPS with the address. Although a lot of the shows now we're so used to that uh, uh, we just uh, drive there, and I don't need the directions. Um, and of course, we always take a cart of some sort to transport the rabbits from the car to wherever the show is at, uh, simply because it's usually a long walk. Even if you figure you have four satins, let's say, uh, you could be talking a 40-pound cage that you'd have to carry quite a long distance. So we, we just have a furniture dolly uh, that we use. Now, you guys bring some extra money for stuff at the shows. Raffles, um, rabbit sales. Yeah, raffles and rabbit sales. There's a lot of time where there's not things to do at the show, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, because, like, you're not always showing the rabbit the whole time you're there, especially if it's a double show. It can be kind of long, like this weekend. Hopefully it won't be too long. <laughs> but um, So what are the things that you bring to do while you're there? Um, Pretty much books and stuff on the car ride there and um, just things to do with your rabbits while you're on your trip. Um. Make sure you check your rabbits twice when you're grooming because they could get a messy bottom on the way there or something like that. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so hopefully some of those things will help you out um, as far as getting ready for a show and make it a little bit easier, especially the morning of. So. did a series uh, on our website, uh, www.3littleasrabbitry, about famous rabbits. Uh, last time we talked about rabbit number 17, which was little bunny Fufu. And this time it's number 16, which is a jackalope. Do you know what a jackalope is? I've never heard of a jackalope. <laughs> uh, it is a combination between a dwarf deer and a jackrabbit, and basically it looks like a rabbit with horns. Now, the whole thing kind of got started as a as a joke. It was a um, uh, his name was Douglas Hemrick, and he is from Wyoming, and he is a, a taxidermist who was supposed to uh, 
basically stuff a rabbit that had been shot, and he threw it on the table, and it kind of got mixed in with the antlers, and he thought it was kind of a cool look, so he attached some of the antlers to the rabbit. So that's kind of how it got started. In fact, you can go to uh, Douglas, Wyoming, and actually uh, get a hunting license for these things, uh, which is only good for one day of the year, and that's June 31st. Wow. Yeah. It's very weird. It is weird, and it's weird because there actually is no June 31st. June only has 30 days, so, um, and you can only hunt it between 12 midnight and 2 a.m., a weird thing. But there actually is a disease, believe it or not, called Shope pelomovirus, which is kind of similar to the human wart, and if it's left untreated in a rabbit, it can create these growths that kind of look like... Um, horns on the rabbit. So uh, you'll see some pictures on the internet sometimes of these rabbits that look like they have horns and they're not fake. They're actually real and it's because of that particular uh, virus that the rabbit has. So we're going to close out with a quote for the day and why don't you read that quote for us. Thomas Watson, chairman of IBM in 1943 said, I think there is a world market for maybe five computers. <laughs> That's kind of funny because uh, we pretty much have almost five computers in, in our house. We have two laptops, a desktop, and our Blackberries kind of are like, like that. So I guess he missed on that one. So that's our show for today. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you catch next month's show when we start our series on rabbit color genetics. Don't forget to check out the show links and notes mentioned today at 3littleladiesrabbitry.com. For questions and comments, send us an email at info at 3littleladiesrabbitry.com. Until next time, keep, keep up, up the, the rabbit, rabbit habit. habit. This has been a production of 3LittleLadiesRabbitry.com.